from Redeem LA and today we will be talking about Christian atheists and we are here with Fernanda, Deb and Danny. Hey guys so today we're talking like um, Lexus said about Christian atheists and we're super excited we just ended our love versus lust series and we're moving on and hopefully we can be edifying to you guys. Um, so yeah today we're talking about Christian atheists and um, the first thing that was written here and asked was uh, the times have changed um, so should we? Jesus would do the same wouldn't he? Why should I wear my religion on my sleeve? And I think that we can start off right away with just a verse. Matthew 3, 10, 32 through 34 says, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. And um, I, I guess a clear example that I can think of this is when you, when you first fall in love with someone or you get a new friend. The first thing you want to do is broadcast them, you know, just be like, oh, my God, I found this person who's so amazing and look what they do and everything is super awesome. And in the same way, we should be with Jesus, right? Never being ashamed of um, showing off who he is. And maybe I wouldn't call this religion, but just it's like the love of your life. It's your lifestyle. What you do, your identity should be in him. Everything that you are revolves around Jesus and and his word right so should you absolutely wear this on your sleeve or put it on yes absolutely you should and I, it's so beautiful that you said that wear it i think i think you don't have a choice at this point right like i think if jesus comes into your life and changes you i don't think there's a reason why you shouldn't be showing this off i don't know why there should be a reason why you're hiding this or or keeping you know what i always i always um <clears throat> I just thought about this. Have you ever had a flashlight when you were a little kid and you try to make it black and you try to cover it and either way, light will shine on the other side? Yeah, this, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen with Jesus. You can try to cover it, but light will shine whether you want it or not. So should you wear it? The question should be more like, can I stop it? Once you know Jesus, you can't stop it. You're going to show it in the way you love, in the way you, um, I'm saying love because of our last um, on, on series, but in the way you love, in the way you talk, in the way you handle yourself, in the way you see your problems, in the way you handle your family. And that's so crazy. Should we wear, <clears throat> should we wear it on our sleeve? I don't think there's a choice to it. There's just something that we do. And when God comes inside of us, it's, an, it's a brand new Danny. It's a brand new Fernanda. It's a brand new Lexus and it's a brand new Deb. And I was going to tell you, like right now, you said the whole light thing. I went to look for this verse, Matthew 5, 15. It says, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand. And it gives light for all who are in the house. That's exactly what you're saying, right? You put it out for people to see, right? And now it doesn't only light your way. It lights others. It makes others less blind. Right. Yeah. And uh, I just um, remembered a verse like at the top of my head. I think it's Psalms 100. And four, I think it's somewhere around there where 104, um, it says your lamp is like, uh, your word is like a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And wherever that is, um, wherever our path is, God will always guide us. And like that flashlight example, he will always shine through and his word is life giving water and his word is important 
to carry or right. to put on because it serves as a constant reminder of like what's he done in our lives and why we should represent him as his children in the world. Right, right. Uh, Alexis, uh, you told me you had a verse. Yes, I do. Uh, it's Colossians 4, 4 to 5, and it says that I make it clear which is how I ought to speak, walk in mm -hmm. wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with that, you know, with this question, I, I feel like we should be able to proclaim his name, you know, and, like, mm -hmm. preach about his word and not keep it from, like, you know, keep it to ourselves, you know, but be able to, like, tell people how great our God is, you know, and, yeah. You, you know what I was just thinking with everything you guys are saying? It's like another of my weird examples right but can you ever stop the sun from shining and guiding you and letting you watch you can try i mean you can try jumping and looking like a fool but <laughs> you can never do it there's nothing you can do like there's a saying that um you can never you, can, you can't block out the sun with your thumb or something like that something like that and it's true once you know jesus it's not like there's an option it's not like there's a like a, oh i'm gonna turn off the sun today the sun is out there and it's gonna shine whether you let it shine on you, whether you let it guide you, it's up to you. But is it going to shine? Yes, it is. And that's why, and that's why I think the next question is very important. It's like, okay, so we understand that we shouldn't wear, that we should wear, um, wear our way of life to our sleeve. And the other question would be, what's wrong with being a Christian in the closet? And I was, I was, I was reading this, and I was, it's so crazy because how can we even think about this? How can we even think about this? Oh, I'm gonna go. And I'm not. I'm gonna hide what I believe in. I'm gonna hide in what I I, I I have been preached to. I don't want to talk about God because you know it's not something that everybody accepts. And that's so crazy because that word accepts is what this closet thing comes up with, right? Not everybody accepts homosexuals. Therefore, they call themselves that they're in the closet. Why should we be confined in our closet now? We have to hide, right? Yeah. Where do we have to hide? And it's so crazy that that's a that's a. That's what the Bible says, that the times, in the end of times, everything will be backwards. So now homosexual people with, well, you know, are, are pushed to come out of the closet and they're shoving Christians back in the closet. And I, I don't, I don't agree with any of them. I agree that if you're homosexual, you should come out and you should, um, you know, seek help. And if you're a Christian, you should be out and you should continue to live your life. And, and, um. We have to understand that in Matthew 7, 7, it says that on the last day, many will call us Lord. And they will say, Lord, Lord, by the power of your name, we spoke your, we spoke for God. And by your name, we forced out demons and did many miracles. And then I will tell those people, clearly, get away from me. You will, you people who do wrong, I never knew you. There's another, there's another, uh, uh, how do you say that, translation that says, get away from you, you serpents. You, mm -hmm. you people from Satan, I've never knew you. That's what I'm saying. People that are in the closet and they're Christians, God doesn't know them. And it's so crazy because we were just talking about this last last um, uh, last episode. Some guy told me that earlier today, actually. And he told me, he was like, dude, prophetic acts are not only for church. Prophetic word is not only for church. It's for people everywhere. And he tells me, bro, I'm going around to the cashier and I'm paying and I have a prophetic word. I give it to him to start bawling. And my brother hates me for it, but I'm like, dude, that, that's, yeah, right, because it must be, it must be a little bit weird. Like, you're, you're, hey, let's go out to eat, and you know the cashier's bawling, you know the cashier's bawling because you hit it right on the nose, and it's so crazy that we think that it's only through church, you know, churches are closet. No, it should be everywhere, everywhere you go. When God tells you, hey, go pray for this person, you should be like, hey, can I go pray for you? With no remorse, with no hesitation, with no, uh, you know, hey, maybe this is not gonna work out. 
don't know if you guys have another or or I think Rebecca. But okay. go ahead, go ahead, speak, speak. I was just gonna say that we have to keep in mind that we are literally the ambassadors of Christ. We are complete, uh, completely re- representing Him. And I found this verse in 2 Corinthians uh, 2.15. And I think it's amazing because it says, Our offering to God is to be the perfume of Christ that goes out to those who are being saved and to those who are being lost. To those who are being lost, this perfume smells like death and it brings them death. But to those who are being saved, it has a sweet smell of life and it brings them life. And I I think that's awesome, right? Because we are literally representing Christ and letting people know like where they're headed. And if they want to change, they can. They Maybe somebody smells the perfume of death and says, yo, I don't I don't want this. This is not where I want to go. Maybe I can switch over. And then they ask questions, which is why people sometimes, uh, like Danny was saying before, they ask, like, why are you so happy all the time? Um, I don't know. You just look different. You act different. And that's when we start to, that's when we can start to um, expose who mm-hmm. God is, right? Expose the reason for the, these behaviors. Uh, yeah, and we, we have to understand that. That's why it's called being in the light. I remember when we used to like that song that says, I want to be in the light, right? As you are in the light. It's so crazy because once you're in the light, you can no longer hide. Uh, maybe this is too crazy, but you can no longer hide those sins that you wanted to hide. You know, or maybe you can't hide those sins that nobody ever saw. But now with the light there and with God there, everything is exposed. And you feel like, oh, my God, everybody's watching me. And everybody's, you know, thinking about me. And, oh, my God, God is watching me even if I'm in the bathroom. And, and nobody... And nobody wants to, you know, nobody can nobody see me. I that's where that's where I'm that's where I'm seen, and that's so crazy, because God is always seeing us. So, um, all, and He's always judging us. Go ahead, uh, Diane. You want to say something? While listening to you guys like speak, um, a good example that came to mind was Peter when Jesus was being crucified. He was like like roaming around trying to follow. And then people recognized him. And what did he do at that point? He closeted himself. He hid himself. He hid all the things. He he, he walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles Jesus did. But he chose to hide it when people started questioning, like, oh, like, aren't, weren't you with Jesus, like, the Which last time? Follower. Yeah. And he was like, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Like, he, he felt fear. And why do you have to feel that fear if you walked with someone that did miracles, someone who protected you? And... Like, sometimes that's how we feel, that we're, like, being persecuted because we're we're the odd one out. Like, most of the people we know at school or anywhere we go are, are just worldly people, and we're the only ones who know about Jesus. And we choose to hide that. We want to blend in instead of showing off our light. Mm. Yeah, that's, so, that, that's, that's really good. And it's so crazy because, you know what? Even... Even when Peter denied Jesus those five times, who told him he would do it beforehand? Jesus. So meaning God knows we're going to fail at this. He knows that we're just such phony and weenie people that we're going to say no to him. And yet he doesn't say no, He doesn't say anything incorrect. He doesn't say, oh, and you're going to die after that. Are you going to be cursed? He's going to say, look, start pretending. You don't, you don't feel the way I feel about you. You don't feel about me the way I feel about you. And we have to understand that that's that's true. But the the the, the and you know what I was gonna tell you, Diane, the reason why he said that he, how do I say that he denied God is because there's one thing, nothing good was gonna happen to Jesus that night. You know what I mean? He was seeing death, and he was like, "Bro, they're gonna kill Jesus, the person I follow." So if I follow him, by default, guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna die. 
And that's what we have to understand. That's why that is a verse. I don't know who said that verse that to me, um, Jesus' life and to me. Oh, it's Philippians um, 1. Read it, read it, read it. It's uh, Philippians one twenty one. To live is Christ and to die is gain. So, so if we understand that verse, is what Peter did not understand. So when Jesus is being crucified, was he scared? Yes. Before Jesus was even taken to being crucified, was he scared? Yes. But we have to beat that fear and say, no, no, no. Even if he's being crucified, to me, Jesus is life. And to die, and to die is gain. So with what Diane was saying, I the verse that came up was Matthew ten thirty two to thirty three, and it says, "So whoever, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven." Mm. So with this, we can see that if we deny the Lord, then He's gonna de deny us when we, you know, when we come up to Him, you know. So yeah, I feel like we shouldn't deny him because you know I think he's he does so many amazing stuff. Like we do, we sin and all this, and you know the Lord still forgives us for what we do. So we should never deny him. Instead, proclaim his name. Yeah, and it's so crazy that 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 that, that, that it's because honestly God is so is so beautiful with us, right? But it's so crazy that even God has that cancel culture. The, the, the cancel culture that the world wants to put our friends on Twitter is, oh, you believe in God? Oh, you're canceled. And out of nowhere, <laughs> you're canceled forever and you don't even know what you're doing to your life and you feel like everybody has left you. But God is telling you, I, I've always told people this, people that have this fear of being canceled, I always told them, look, you have two choices. Either you're canceled by this world or you're canceled by God. Those two. Um, I just wanted to add that um, it just came to mind. Like, Imagine if Jesus chose not to preach the word imagine if like he chose like out of nowhere um i if he chose to hide like what would that be like i can't fully imagine that it's like since we are supposed to be made in his image what would that like it's us we're choosing to hide and not serving the purpose jesus has for us it's something like i can't totally comprehend if he would have chosen not to preach the word and it's something that it's like so incredible that he though in the bible says that he was sad and feared the fact before being crucified um he still went through it because he knew like what he was going to sacrifice what he was going to do and it's his it's something so beautiful and, and it reminds me what you said that oh my god honestly like you opened my mind it reminds me of what of what that parable remember when jesus told uh, that parable of the guy of the master that gave uh three of his workers the same amount of money or the same amount of grain the person that hit it was the only person that god was mad at sorry yeah. mad god i say right but, but but the boss the boss was only mad the other the other guy that multiplied it by 10 or something good job you're good you're good uh you're a good worker the other one that just left it in the bank and kind of didn't anything just kept it okay good at least i got my got back my investment but the one that hit it was the one that god was like what did you do why don't you put it in the bank why don't you do something to give me interest give me whatever i can possibly get and that's exactly what was excuse me that's exactly what you what you were saying right imagine if jesus would have hit himself and you know what's so crazy? That if we, want see, if we see and we study Jesus' life, you know how many times they try to hide them? For example, and Mary and Joseph would go every year to this place. I think it was like, I don't know, it was like something. It would be some party. It was a three-day walk there and a three-day back. And they lost Jesus on the first day. He was in the synagogue. Meaning that he was five days alone as a young kid 
in the synagogue listening to, to other people's preachings? Did that stop him from shining out? Did that stop him from being who he was? No. Even then, when Jesus came out and went back to where, where he was from, which where his family is, everybody would call him crazy. You're a carpenter, you're crazy. And you know what his family would say? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's crazy. Can I just leave him alone? Leave him alone. There's, there was an option for him to be like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. You know, okay, well, they don't want to hear about me. Sounds good. I'm, I'm God. I don't need to be here. I would have disappeared. But he didn't. He decided to do what you said, his calling. The way, the reason why God made him to be here. The reason why that calling. You know what I always tell people? And they always laugh at me. I always say, God had Danny in mind. And I always tell them their name. You know, God, the God, Jesus had Fernanda in mind. Uh, Jesus had Deborah in mind. And they always go, no, he didn't. I'm like, dude, he did. Absolutely. He didn't. They're like, how did he know me before? And I'm like, that's the craziest part. He he did. And we're, it was 3,000 years ago. And we have to understand that it, this cancel culture, we have to be understanding that this, we cannot be ashamed. And in your verse that you were saying, Matthew uh, 33, Matthew 10, 33 and 32, it says, and if you stand before others willing to say that you believe in me, then I will tell you, I will tell my father in heaven that you belong to me. Meaning God will not let you turn out to be a fool. Uh, and with this whole cancel culture, uh, there's also a verse that says, John 15, 18, and 19, it says, If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you and its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So we see that, you know, the Lord chose us, you know, and we shouldn't care if, like, if people don't like us because we're not here to please the world, you know, we're mm-hmm. here to please God. So whatever we do, it's, uh, you know, because of the lord you know like we're here to show him how grateful we are for everything that we do um i think that like us as humans in like our human nature we worry about like being canceled by our friends by everyone that surrounds us and it's important to like always have in mind that our the approval of them doesn't doesn't matter because Mm. god's approval matters most because he sees value he sees potential and potential and in his eyes, we value to him as his children, as as his like his love, and it's so it's so amazing because we we choose not to give our heart to him, and not giving our heart to him is something that is that is dangerous to me, honestly, because giving not giving our heart to him is just something that we we often do at times and we do daily because we fail him every day and like deb said earlier we can't go one day without sinning and he never fails and his approval is what matters most in in our lives yeah i agree um i was just going to read a verse matthew five ten. it says blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against your falsely on my account rejoice and be glad for your reward is great and i i think that's what we tend to forget that we are not of this world you know and we think that our rewards are here in heaven are here on earth like fernanda was saying maybe the acceptance of our friends maybe money or maybe being famous or being popular but we forget that our reward is not here at all it's in heaven because that's where our final destination is and and what good is it to gain this whole world but lose our souls? We don't even belong to this world. It's like saying, oh, I'm going to build a mansion in Africa, but I live in California all my life. <laughs> well, what's the point? I'm never going to use it. 
So yeah, I, I think that's very important. Let us not forget that being persecuted is awesome. Uh, it's easier said than done, of course, but uh, it's, it's all for for God's sake. Uh, there's a guy in the Bible that I feel like you know, listening to you guys talking about um, being you know, I guess scared of being canceled was Jonah. You know, God called them to go speak to the people of Nineveh, like, hey, you know, these people are very wicked, you know, and I need you to go tell them to turn from their evil ways or else I'm going to destroy them. And Jonah literally worried. You know, he was like, oh, God, but these people are crazy. You know, these people might kill me. And, you know, sometimes God tells us, hey, you know, um, I want you to go speak to these people. I want you to, you know, show them who I am, like, through yourself. But sometimes we're like... Oh, you know, God, I'm afraid, you know, this, we tend to worry. But what happened if we keep, you know, reading the story of Jonah, um, it turns out that God used them greatly. And what happened, those people fasted for, what I think, three days, I think. And even the animals fasted with the whole nation, and God didn't destroy them. So there's also, how do you say, a good thing, you know? We tend to worry, but God will use us if we... Do not worry and know that he is with us. Right. And and we have to understand that with God, everything is possible. Just like you said. Just like you said it with Jonah. It's so crazy that, dude, that guy was the number one guy that was so worried. Even after he, imagine, he was eaten by a fish and yet came out, went to go prophesy what he had to go prophesy. And still, he was so scared of what other people were going to say or what we're doing and it's so crazy we can't be the same thing and, and there, there's another question because we got to move on because we already have 21 minutes and it says <laughs> and it says why should we congregate when I have a close relationship with God and in Hebrews uh, let's go to Hebrews 10 um, 25 it says uh, I can't even find Hebrews why can't I find Hebrews I found it 10:25. it says um and remember, it says we must not quit meeting each other as some uh, some are doing. No, we need to keep encouraging each other. And this becomes more and more important as you see the day getting closer. Go ahead. Um, to answer that question, it's essential to congregate so we don't spiritually get cold. An example mm. and an ironic example that I can use is COVID. Um, as in church, I had just joined church um, during the pandemic. And when I came back... Um, there, I heard that there were many people that, um, were, that didn't come back and they were, I figured, I thought that they were like so used to the fact of seeing it on their, seeing the preachings and the sermons on their TV that they got cold and chose not to come back where it's, where they got spiritually cold and they didn't, and they chose not to keep the congregation that they had. You know, it takes 90 days to build a habit and, like, keep it. And COVID uh, went for longer than 90 days. Um, and I, I think that's why I, love is a choice, you know? And it's not always an easy one. Maybe when you're used to it, like, let's say, for example, I've been coming to church my whole life. But coming back after that break, it wasn't easy, you know? Like, it was easier to sit at home in your PJs. And you're still going to church. You're still, going like, praising God. But it's harder to now get up maybe two hours earlier, come set up make it on time you know it, it was difficult absolutely but it was a choice you had to make so yes it's it's absolutely necessary for you to congregate because these things are what push you to be better each other yeah, the body of christ in unity telling each other now nah, you mess it up there but let me help you and that's exactly what people don't like 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Then you know what? Maybe we can find it. Though. There's a verse in the Bible that says that we have to be with communion because it's like a river with a bunch of rocks, and that makes mm. us smooth. I don't know. Iron is, is, iron. Uh, yeah, I, I got like, you. like like like. If you guys notice, the the rocks on the top of the river are never as smooth as the ones at the bottom of the river. Because that's what God wants. You know, Fernanda telling me, hey, Danny, that's not true. Or, hey, Danny, which I, I don't mind. I, I'm always very nice when you guys tell me that. But I'm also, I also, like, sometimes it's some people, right? Some people always tell me, oh, they always try to combat what I say, right? And I'm like, it's fine, but I always tell them, okay, let's leave the, let's leave the, you know, let's leave the, what's it called? Let's leave the Bible out, out of this. You know what I'm saying? So you think that me as a 29-year-old has nothing to teach a 14-year-old person. I'm like, dude, I, I. If you don't want to teach, if you don't want to learn from me, that's perfect. But I said that would be something about me and you, not the Bible. Everything that I teach is in the Bible. But those things are the ones that make me softer and make me perfect yeah. and make me. Uh, you found it? Uh, but it's not the one. I don't know if let it's me, the one you're see. saying. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Yeah, imagine iron sharpens iron. That means that, for, for example, you know that's so beautiful about that verse. Let's just say, do you consider yourself iron, Fernanda? Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. I hope you do, right? Yeah. There, right? If I hit you with wood, would you be sharpened? No. no. You would be laughing at me. You would be like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, actually, you told me that you play volleyball, right? Or you play tennis, right? So let's just say I've never played tennis in my life. I played it once and I completely sucked at it. If you played <laughs> tennis with me, would you be worried? You would be. Yeah. You would probably laugh and take videos of me of me trying to catch the balls that you, that you throw. But if you play with really good players, would you become better? Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Because you'd learn, you would learn like, from oh. their experience. Right, right. Yeah. And it's so crazy that, that dude, I, I mean, it's so crazy that God says this 3,000 years before any sport was created. It's exactly known. Why is there NBA? The best play against the best. Why is there a FIFA? Because the best play against the best. And they know that by doing this, everything and the best comes out and then always coming out at the end. Danny, you know what I find interesting about this verse? That... As a piece of iron is sharpening the other, none of them are, I guess, not feeling pain because sharpening is as painful as being sharpened. Yes. You know, sometimes telling the person you love or someone that you feel close to, like that they've done something wrong, it's uncomfortable. The truth is not always like super awesome and, ooh, you know, it's uncomfortable. Um, but it sharpens you and them, which is super awesome. As they're being shaped, you also are being shaped because it's important to remember that we're not only. Um, sharpening, 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 sharpening. Like the Bible says, why are you looking at the the little, uh, what is it called? The little twig? The sky? Okay, the little piece of wood in your brother's eye when you have a plank in your eye. Um, I, I don't remember the word, but you guys can look for it in the Bible. It's, it's saying that, like, there's such a little piece in your brother's eye while you have this giant piece, but all you can do is point. So remember, iron sharpens iron, you are being sharpened too. Right. So we must understand that this—that's why we congregate. We don't congregate, and it's crazy because you know what? Some people think that we—we we, people think that we congregate so we can tithe. We congregate so we can offering. And honestly, guys, that's—I always tell—I always tell people that, that tell me that. Oh yeah, it's because all you guys want is our money. In reality, I've seen money come from the rarest places, guys. The rare, honestly, I've seen money come from people that don't even believe in Christ. 
and they go, oh, you know, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give my 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 offering here, and I'm just like, oh, okay, that's super cool. Or I've I've seen people even even give money to like the youth. Oh, hey, uh, for example, I'm gonna give you guys one of a, a, a testimony that I've had. A few years ago, there used there there was three kids that couldn't go to the retreat because they don't have any money. Some hermano came two weeks before the retreat comes, and I said, hey, I wanna invite three kids. Who are they? I was just like, if this is God, if this is not God, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, I, and I asked my sister, I told her, let's not tell anybody, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And we were even thinking about inviting them ourselves, right? We were like, I was thinking, like, no, let's just invite them ourselves. And, and it was going to be difficult. And yeah. it was going to be super tight for, well, for both of us, because it's three extra people. And this hermano had his own family and said, I want to invite three more people. And then the next year, the same hermano said, hey, um, let me, let me help you pay for the buses. And what's the money that we're missing? Yeah. For the buses. Bro, I'm telling you, God will not let you look like a fool. There's a reason why we congregate. There's a reason why we have a relationship with God, and that's how they both go hand in hand. Yes, yes, please say 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 last thing about the question because we gotta move on. Um, I feel like you know the whole answering um, talking about that question. That's like um, having a plant and not watering it. You know, I feel like you know that's the reason why we go to church. You know, so God can water us, so we can you know last. And at last till the next, you could say the next time we meet, you know, with him, you know, that's the reason why we congregate to build each other up. You know, it's like being, a, that's like, um, um, yeah, I've heard that question before, you know, why if I'm close to God, there's no reason for me to go to church. That's like being in a relationship and not talking to the person. That's like just texting the person and not actually going out to see the person, you know? And it's like, you need both for it to actually function, you know? Right. Because if it doesn't, then oh well, you know. You're completely right. You're completely right. But I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to cut you guys off there because we have 30 minutes and we don't, we don't like on the fourth question. Okay, next one is, uh, and I think we're going to, we're going to, Finish with this one. It says, uh, some Christian beliefs are outdated and the world is changing. Why should I stick to those beliefs when the other options sound so much better? God is a sick. Uh, and then I was I was thinking right here and I was like, it's so crazy that and maybe I don't, I don't want to point any, any fingers back. People want things to change. And and I always wondered why do people want to change? For example, uh, um, look, at, look at this thing. Just check this out. You know how Maverick City, Maverick City is like super popping right mm -hmm. now, right? Everything is super like Maverick City this, Maverick City that, or Elevation Worship this. Is the ten minute worship something that they just found out? No, it's been there forever. We do it almost every single service, and we do it for 20, 30 minutes. My, my question is, Danny, what are you saying? Nothing's changed. We've just forgotten about some things and we're bringing them back. That's exactly what this is. Oh, Danny, but so, so, our, so our, some more of our ideas should be outdated. They're not outdated. God is the same God from yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God doesn't change. Imagine if you change. I'm sorry. I'm always, I was just gonna coke and I have like all these all these gases coming inside me. But I was I was thinking that I was thinking that imagine if God changed His mind about loving us. We would be lost. We would be nobody. We would be literally dead in reality because sin causes death so my question my, my 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 answer to this is i don't think we should even think about updating god i think the person that should only be updated is us yeah. right you know what I, I, I was gonna say that um wow it, it's so difficult because people tend to say that the the word of god is no longer applicable 
um, they'll start pulling up like verses like, oh, but the Bible also says you can't cut your hair. And the Bible also says that you can't do this, can't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, you obviously have not read the Old Testament and the New Testament. And now we are covered by grace and not by law. We no longer have all these rules we have to abide by. We have one rule, which is to love your brother. Um, and, and God, of course, obviously. Um, so I, I feel like um, maybe sometimes we're looking at it the wrong way. And that's why we are confused and saying like, oh, the, the word of God is outdated. But absolutely it is not. If you see the Old Testament, it complements what the New Testament says. Um, everything that the Bible says, every word remains relevant. And like Danny was saying, forever, right? That's what First Peter uh, 25, 1.25 says, right? That the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word why we, we preach the gospel. Everything that we ever say comes from here. And anything that doesn't come from here is just human thought. And it, it's, it's uh, how can you say, like, it's it has potential to be wrong. It's not perfect. But his word and everything that it says is, is perfect. And many people fight this because what they want to do is um, have religion or have a, a lifestyle that fits their wants and their needs. You know, like, um, for example, somebody who is homosexual says, oh, yeah, but God loves me, too. Oh, absolutely. He loves you. He sees you. He loves you. What he doesn't love is your sin. But the, what they try to do is say like, oh, um, no, I know God loves me because he wrote this like too long ago. Like the Bible was written long ago and it's no longer applicable. No, absolutely not. It's still applicable. His word is still the same today, yesterday and forever. And yeah, that's the problem. We try to fit the word of God to our liking instead of fitting us to his liking. Um, also, um, just to add back up what you were saying, um, God has a plan for each and every one of us and the path that he has for us is done by his will and we try to go out of it and I remember in one of the classes Deb was um, talking about this and he knocks on our door and if we don't let him in he's like okay go for it do your own thing but just he's always there when we need him and he's always knocking and it's important to remember that because we may want to do things our own way, but his way will always be done no matter what. I agree. We've gone into the end, guys. And I'm sorry. Um, or Diane, I'm sorry. I can't see you from the back. You want to say something? Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Well, I was going to... Uh, the same thing, like, um, back up, Deb. Like, um, when it comes down to... Most people don't believe, like, oh, the Old Testament is outdated and we follow the New Testament. But I'm like, it's literally the same thing. It's just that the New Testament is with grace and love because Jesus is our, is un buen pastor. He's our good pastor, like, our great shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the Old Testament, it was like no mercy at all. Like, like, you had to wait a whole year to ask for forgiveness. And then, but now that we're in grace, we're able to ask for forgiveness right there and then. And also, we have to see that we can't, I did this, like, a lot in the past when I was younger, that I would try to conform um, my lifestyle to, like, I wanted the Bible to conform to my lifestyle. I would be like, no, I could do whatever I want because every time I go to church, I ask for forgiveness and they're, they're, they're gone. It's like, no, that's not how God works. That's not how Jesus works. Like, we have to constantly, like, change ourselves for God. We have to reach that standard that Jesus has set for us. 
And, and, and like I explained, like, like that update, right? We yeah. always have to be growing for God, and we always have to be growing uh, to to be the best we can for Him. Guys, um, to wrap this all up, I think we have to be steady on what we believe. We can't believe on one thing one day and one day and the other thing. Um, like the last question says, oh, can we? I be? Can I be pro? Can I be pro-choice uh, if I'm not gonna be? If I'm not gonna abort? I, I just feel like those things. The Bible says that out of a fountain. You can't you can't come out uh, sweet water or salt water, so you have to decide. Either you want to follow Christ or you want to be a slave to this world. All right, guys. Uh, like I said, thank you guys for another day. Thank you guys for I don't know your attention. Honestly, I hope this is a blessing for you guys. And uh, actually, I wanted to say that July seventeenth we have our first youth con. So if anybody hears this and wants to come, they can come. See you guys later and oh DM us, yeah, definitely DM us and follow us on Instagram at RiddyMLA. See you guys later. Bye.